Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors... Cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. It's another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's guest is Candace Gallic, and she's a self-taught young female entrepreneur on the quest for knowledge. She's the founder of Bikini Lux, an American online retailer with a focus on designer swimwear, resort wear, and accessories for women worldwide. After going viral for marketing efforts on LinkedIn, she began sharing her experience as a business owner via a column on Inc.com titled Quest for Knowledge. And on social media today, Candace is the featured honoree of the Forbes 30 Under 30 list in 2017. So that's pretty, pretty amazing. And she's inspired by her travels and the ever-changing world of business, which fuels her desire to spread the lessons that she has learned along the way. Welcome to the show, Candace. Thank you so much for having me. Well, no, the pleasure is mine. And congrats on that making the Forbes 30 Under 30 list. That's a distinguished honor. Uh, good job. Yeah. Thank you so much. I just barely made it in the nick of time, so I was thrilled. You barely made it in the nick of time? What do you mean? I was like, please have me. I'm 29 years old. I won't make the list next year. Just please. Please. Wait, how, did, uh, how did you hear that you made the list? What, what were you doing at the moment you found out that you were actually shortlisted for that list? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you asked this. So... <laughs> I was actually out of the country, and I had been touring a coffee plantation up in the mountains, um, and uh, there had been really heavy rainfall the night before and that morning. So when I was leaving, um, the the mountainside, were, it was just torn apart. There were landslides, mudslides, all sorts of craziness. All the roads were shut down, and there, there were really tiny roads to begin with, like one-way little unpaved roads on the side of the, of the mountain. Um, so I was driving down this mountain um, with my boyfriend, and we were going one way to the next. We had no GPS. Nothing was working. And um, we actually ran out of gas. So we were freaking out. We're like, we have no gas. We're going down this mountain. I don't know when we're going to get out of here. So we start um, 
we finally find a gas station and we, we kind of go into there and she says, sorry, we don't have any gas. I'm like, what do you mean you don't have any gas? She's like, we just don't have any. The delivery truck didn't, didn't come. So there's one that's like, it's like, um, six miles away. And I was like, we're not going to make it six miles. Our, our car is on empty. We are out of gas. And she's like, oh, it's okay. It's downhill. You can coast. <laughs> I'm like, all right, great. So we get back in the car. We put the car in neutral and coast down this mountainside that's like treacherous. And I get um, a little bit of signal. And it's like, oh, you've made the Forbes 30 under 30 list. I need you to answer these questions within like the next 24 hours or else we're not going to be able to include you. Wow. And meanwhile, I had had no internet service for like two weeks. And we're going down this mountainside, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. So we we got there just in, you know, we made it. We got gas. Everything was good. I, I was able to answer the questions for them and get them over. And that that's the story of how I found out I made the list. Hey, well, now you have a story within a story within a story uh, <laughs> for this. That, that's incredible. That's like an inception level of making that list. But uh, that's amazing. Yes. I was sweating. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, congrats on making it before you were 30. But um, now <laughs> the audience is, is very much, you know, I, I'm also under 30, but the audience is very much within that range where they're millennials. Um, uh, you know, and they are all on the quest for knowledge, which is something that you do. So, as we stay on this theme of quests, how did you get to where you are founding this amazing designer swimmer company that you do now? I think that a lot of it is thanks to the connections that I've made along the way and, and leveraging those relationships and, and friendships and really nurturing those and, and asking for help. I think that a lot of entrepreneurs are are stubborn and that they they want to seem and they want to act like they know it all, but we really don't know it all. We never know it all. I feel like I learn something new every single day. And without the help of the people that I've come across on my journey, I definitely wouldn't be where I am right now. And and it's okay to lean on those people and to ask for help and ask for um ask for introductions. Mm. to people who you want to be introduced to who you could potentially do business with. And that's really how I've gotten where I have thus far is that I was able to leverage my my following online and turn those into friendships and business relationships and ask them to help me grow. How I landed on the Forbes list. Well, that's true, literally, for, for the Forbes list. But um, <laughs> I think the idea of, of asking for help, it's a lost concept that we've all had, especially as young entrepreneurs sometimes. Um, you know, we're often told, that, you know, you've, you've got to do it by yourself. You've got to do that. And, you know, don't ask. But I, I've always felt like as a generation, we were collaborative. So it's almost counterintuitive to tell us not to, to reach out and, and try and, you know, influence a bunch of people to see how we can work together. So I love that you're sharing that story. Yeah, thank you. I, I agree. It's it's great to, I mean, think of it as a little black book. You you have all these connections. All you have to do is ask them to connect you with someone else, and now your book grows. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, Candice, take me back. Take me back to the beginning. Candice, when you first started, you knew what you wanted to do and and what the journey was has been like since then. Because you've had certainly... 
It wasn't th- just that bump on the road where you had to skip, where you had to coast downtown or down <laughs> downstream. You've you've been coasting up and down for for a while with your career, and you've actually mm-hmm. had some some infamous or no I don't know what it is. It's some fame with some of the stuff you've done. <laughs> so I just want you to walk me and the audience through the, the whole journey and, and what your mindset was behind the whole thing. Sure. So let's start with the beginning. Um, I woke up in my mid twenties. And realized that I wasn't satisfied with the career that I had at the at the time, and I didn't really want to do that forever, nor could I. So I used my sales and marketing expertise um, that I had kind of honed in over time to sell swimwear online, and I I chose to go the e-commerce route because I was naive and I thought that it would it would afford me free time to travel. And running my own business would give me all this free time and flexibility. And I was completely wrong about that. It is a lot of work. And um, what I learned was that I wanted to find a career for myself and to make a career that I enjoyed, that I could wake up every day and be happy doing and where it didn't feel like work. So that's what my my focus has been all along is to enjoy what I'm doing, to have fun, to continue to learn and grow. So business was going well. I feel like it started out it started out pretty promising early on and it just continued to spiral out of control and eventually I started um marketing on LinkedIn because I wanted to be seen as more professional. You know, being a young female entrepreneur who's blonde and lives in Miami and sells swimwear, you know, we're a dime a dozen here. So I wanted to to be something more. And I, I started marketing on LinkedIn, not via paid advertising, but just via an organic approach of posting our, our imagery and stuff. And, and it got a great response in that it got a lot of engagement and that engagement allowed me to go viral. If you want to say, on LinkedIn and and amass a huge following for a business platform. And that following introduced me to tons of new people who were in business and who wanted to collaborate and who wanted to buy the product that I was selling. So that was really cool. And it afforded me my own column for Inc. Magazine because the, the posts I would put on LinkedIn would get so much traction and so many people were reading them. So now I have my column quest for knowledge in that I share a lot of the stuff that I do every day, the trial and error. And I, in, I interview fun people like um, Neil Patel, Seth Godin, um, Gary V, Deepak Chopra, like all these fun people. So um, I never thought that would be an option. And that's something that I'm doing now and getting into manufacturing my own swimwear line. Um, and, you know, life is good. So. I can't complain. The life of an entrepreneur is a an exciting ride. No, it's it's fascinating to me because you know it's the thing that I connected the most with what you were saying was that quest for knowledge. I, I like you. I think in my, it was in my early twenties. It was a near death experience that sort of woke me up, right? And and this quest that I've been on since I was ten was figuring out how to have. Um, create and influence the next set of global leaders, what it was like to create those type of inclusive leadership. And it was very influenced by me growing up in a military dictatorship for the first nine years of my life. Your quest was, was, was you, you came out, you came to that realization of realizing that 
you were in a job that you weren't happy with and you weren't fulfilled in and you decided to take that leap into entrepreneurship and then you further decided to go into a male-dominated business networking platform to sell swimwear. Now, that's not something that people usually like in LinkedIn to. You don't, you don't see swimwear photos and stuff like that. How did you, how did you overcome you know, uh, the sexism? Uh, and and I, I imagine I saw that you got some threats as well. Uh, to to prove them wrong and say, hey, you know, even this is even though this is negative, I'm going to turn this into positive. So it was it was interesting because, like I said, there were so many people who wanted to to give their opinion and and comment and tell me how they felt about what they were seeing. So I saw that early on, and I switched my posting style to to be asking questions. So when I would ask these questions, I would get more responses. And what was interesting about LinkedIn was that when somebody responds, that post gets shared to all of their followers. So whether they were saying that they hated they hated the photo or that they didn't think it belonged on LinkedIn, that would then share to all of their followers. So there was a really great organic reach on the LinkedIn platform. And I saw that early on and said, you know what? A lot of these people who have negative things to say and don't believe that I'm doing the right thing, while it's really disheartening to read those negative comments, they're still helping me grow. So what can I do to encourage more interaction? Mm. So, you know, it became a thing where there were people who thought it was amazing, who believed in me and said, this is a business platform and she is a business owner and this is her product and it 100% belongs here. And those people would come on and, and almost defend me against the, the negative naysayers. So that just led to more interaction and, and it was great because then I had some really loyal followers and it was it was really exciting. So, you know, I think that there were so many people who were in the marketing and advertising world who were telling me that I was wasting my time and that all of the way that I was doing it was completely wrong and it wouldn't amount to any sales and I'm just getting all this bad publicity and it's no good for my business. And I felt like they were wrong. And I felt like, who is this person who's supposedly a marketing professional telling me that I'm wrong when I'm getting 5,000 comments on a post and my sales are up 20%. Like, who, who is this person? Mm. So um, it was just interesting to to go through and kind of ignore the negative people and and respond and interact with the positive ones. And that really allowed me to kind of out outnumber the bad comments. And a lot of people did, they saw the journey that I was on and they said, hey, this is just a young girl doing her thing, trying to sell her products. Like, what's the big deal? And a lot of people say that swimwear photos don't belong on LinkedIn and that advertising your product is not a good a good methodology on that platform, but they offer paid advertising. So realistically, you, you can't say about a platform that allows people to pay for advertising just because I'm not paying for the the benefits that I'm getting. Exactly. Huh. So it was it was really fun and and it's still a great a great platform. I enjoy using it a lot and um, the followers on there. Honestly, a lot of people say that it's difficult to get a following on there, but once you start producing unique content and stuff that people want to talk about, it, it really does just spiral out of control. 
No, I, lo- I love it. And nomads and people listening, I hope you're you're getting some lessons here. Initially, started off with that treacherous journey down that that road, <laughs> but in that story, what I picked up from her was her um, resilience. You know, she'd been applying for the Forbes thirty out of thirty. And she finally got in uh, in the twenty ninth year uh, with with LinkedIn. You know, she found a unique approach. And people were were some were, some were haters and some were supporters. But she was able to look at the big picture and see how that influenced what she did and leverage that into an ink column and where she does other things. And she leveraged her influence to do much more good. That leads me though to this interesting idea that you have for marketing. I think you call it oversight marketing. What is oversight marketing? Oh, so that's a great question. This is something that I've I've discovered in my experience with my own social media platforms and particularly LinkedIn. You know, I get a lot of interaction, a lot of comments, a lot of engagement. And there's one thing that holds true throughout all of those is that it takes people having a conversation to get that to happen. Um, and it takes your your effort. So what it is, so oversight marketing is something that I've, a, a term I've coined lately. And it's the idea that a social media user can, can garner massive amounts of engagement when they pair two particular types of people together. Those who form educated responses based on the material they're given and those who kind of shoot from the hip and don't bother to read the facts. And when you combine those two people together, A, you're getting their first two comments of their opinion, and B, you're getting them defending their stance. So they end up conversing with each other in the comment section because they don't agree. One does They don't agree because one person didn't bother to click in and see that I'm a, the owner of a, a similar company or that the photo of a girl in a bikini I'm posting isn't actually me, but they're jumping on telling me that it's ridiculous I'm posting bikini selfies on LinkedIn. So hmm. it's it's those people, when you get them together, where they, they interact with each other, and that's where the engagement comes through. So in the last decade, I think the rise of social media has brought on um, the spirit the attention span has really dropped. It's It was 13 seconds, and now it's only eight. So we literally have less of an attention span than a goldfish. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millennials, everyone currently. So with that being said... 
the ones who pay attention and form educated responses before they comment, those ones are the ones who, who know what's going on. They took the time to, to look before they commented and to really understand the situation. I don't know. I, I kind of call it oversight marketing because it's the people who it's the people who don't form that educated response, who just say what they're feeling when they look at a post. Mm. Um, you know, you'll see it in, in posts a lot. Like, let's say on Facebook, you'll see somebody post this long, heartfelt message about animal cruelty. And, and they'll post like a picture. I saw it recently, a video of um, this farmer held a cow up like by its hips and this girl's like, this is animal cruelty. I can't believe this person is doing this. Like, ban eating red meat, blah, blah, blah. And this other person comes on and says, actually, I grew up on a farm. And what the farmer is doing is he's holding up her hips because she just gave birth and she no longer has feeling in her legs. So this is actually the farmer trying to save the animal. It's not animal cruelty. And then the girl comments back and she's like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Okay, thanks. But it's those who put information out there without actually knowing what's going on that are really affecting us on social media. Wow. <laughs> so this is so interesting to me because if you relate this to the recent elections, you can start to see some of these type of opinions where you know people were talking about whether it was fake news or not and how that influenced people's opinions on, on Facebook uh, for the most part. And you know, from what you're saying, it seems like a lot of people aren't actually listening or paying paying enough attention to see what some of the posts are about before jumping to conclusion. And um, that's a, that's a fascinating psychology study that I need to do. But it's it's um, something that I've noticed is I've watched a lot of videos on Facebook where some people will say, you know, I don't need to watch this to see how this guy does this. And I'm like, but that's going against what you just said. Like you're really going to actually hear what you, you're, you're shouting against in the comments if you watch the video. And then it turns into like 20,000 comments on a thread. And I'm always fascinated that they haven't actually watched this video. So, <laughs> but, so, so, so then I always wonder if, because like, I see this from Naldis and, and uh, AJ Plus. I'm like, wait, I wonder if AJ Plus and Naldis actually knows what they're doing, if they're like just trying to spark engagement or to educate. And... Um, I don't know. It's it's fascinating, but that saddens me though because you're not watching, you're not reading or watching what the thing is actually about, which could be educational. I know, and it's so true. So let's think of it this way. So like, you have you have these people, and they're they're forming their opinion based on the image itself and on a title, and they comment, but they don't actually know any of the real information, like. It just blows my mind and it's just perpetuating this like this incorrect information just out there in the world every day. And it's it's because we don't have that interest or that attention span to to read further because we we're millennials. We think we know it all and we're just like, okay, well, that's that. I learned it. Okay, I'm done. Hmm. It's Hmm. I don't know. I feel like it only takes 13 milliseconds for your brain to register an image and 50 milliseconds for your brain to form a first opinion. So in that short period of time, you've already come to your your conclusion. And pair that with the short attention span, and that's exactly why people aren't educating themselves before they comment. But it does lead to engagement. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, disrupt. You have a formula: disruptive plus innovative plus engaging. Uh, so that's basically engagement-driven marketing, right? It is basically engagement-driven marketing, but 
it is the way that you engage and mm-hmm. the way that you get people to engage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I'm expecting a book, um, a study, uh, a course on all this stuff. So I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be waiting in line. Uh, I think it's I think it's I think there's a way where we can turn that into meaningful um, impact. And it's, it's going to be tricky to crack that code. But um, I think you got this, Candice. I'm working on it. You know, let me tell you, I've been taking notes this whole time. So you wait for that book. I'll send you one. <laughs> I will indeed. <laughs> um, okay. We've been talking a lot about your mindset and uh, how you, um, you know, you've overcome certain things in, uh, as you're creating Bikini Lux. What, what exactly uh, is Bikini Lux? You know, I know you create, you know, it's bikinis, right? But, you know, what's different about it? Sure. So Bikini Lux is an online retailer and we focus on women's swimwear cover-ups the whole deal and now we've really expanded to where we offer children's men's and pretty much everything you need if you're going to go on vacation um with that being said retail websites are a dime a dozen and what do we offer that is different and i think that what stands out about bikini luxe is that the brands i choose all have a really great mission and they have a they do let's say they go above and beyond to do good within the community. So one brand that we carry, they only employ single mothers in Colombia to handcraft their swimwear. And that really helps those families get back on their feet. Another one employs women who are facing homelessness or abuse, and they teach them the craft of making jewelry and then provide those women with um, living wages to support their families. Mm. Or there's there's brands that we choose that plant a tree for every every swimsuit purchased or help dogs in Bali get the medical care that they desperately need. So yeah. everything that we do is well thought out in that it's not just it's not just a good quality product, but it also does good within the community. So one thing that we're doing now is we've paired up with um, girls who code and girls who code is a, a, it's kind of a community where they do summer camps and teach young teenage girls how to code, thus giving them the skill set to go and get a great paying job after college. So I think that doing, if, if people can do good simply by buying the same product that they were going to buy, but buying it at a specific retailer, I think that it is, it's kind of a two for one deal. You get the swimsuit you wanted, but you're also benefiting and, and doing that charity work that you desperately want to do, but don't know how. No, I, I love it. And it's, you, you it's uh, social entrepreneurship in a way where you're, you know, you're giving back and you're creating something that you love. And you're also, the most important thing here is that you're doing stuff um, that you love. You know, it's not, you're not doing what you were doing in your twenties where you were stuck in a place because you felt like you had to, you're doing a job that you were qualified to do and you love. And then you're, turning that around by helping other people, whether it's planting trees or, um, you know, girls of code or even the single mothers in Colombia that you, you, um, you know, who handcraft, uh, the swimwear. Yeah, it, it's really great. And I think the hard part about being an entrepreneur really is keeping yourself grounded and focused. You know, now I've, I have this first world problem, I like to say, where I have these opportunities, but I don't have enough time in the day to, to, to complete them all or to do them well. Mm. And I think that as an entrepreneur, it's important to, to stay focused on, on one project and, and do it to your best ability and then move on. 
Okay, okay, okay. So let's, uh, Candice, so we've talked about the journey. We talked about how you got to, to the list. We also talked about what are the, some of the good things that you're doing. Um, can we can we talk about the the lessons that you've learned um, since then, like the goals you have for entrepreneurship post, you know, because you're going to make Forbes 40 on a 40 if there's a Forbes 40 on the 40. So can we talk <laughs> about what the, the next 10 years is going to be like as we check in? I wish I knew that answer for you because I just started this two and a half, three years ago. And Three years and ago? Yeah. And you've already done all this stuff? I know. It's How? weird, right? Uh, that, that, okay, then this is this is a new question then. What is your goal? I mean, you got you, you have to have some end in mind. Like you this is two this is two and a half years ago and you're already getting this much attention. There's got to be some pivot that you've thought of as um, as you start to grow. So I, I think that my my problem is that I I'm I'm never satisfied. Right. So, yes, I made the Forbes third and your 30 list. That's amazing. But what other lists can I make? Um, that's great. I made a successful e-commerce platform, but let's do it again and let's do it different. Mm. Um, okay, so I was able to sell all these other brands. That's cool. But can I now manufacture all of my own brands and make those wildly successful? So I don't think that it ever ends, and I don't. I don't really have an end goal. Like I don't. I don't see myself retiring anytime soon. Well, yeah, I hope um, not. <laughs> that would be a long retirement. <laughs> but, right? I'd be so bored. Um, so now we're getting into manufacturing and I do want to write a couple of books based on my experiences in business and and really just going through the whole process. And I enjoy my writing. I enjoy writing for my column and sharing those experiences there on Inc. But I think what what really is going to happen is that I'm just going to diversify and you're going to see a lot more from me in terms of product offerings and different, um, different lines and companies. And, you know, now I'm getting into consulting and coaching, which Mm. is exciting for me because Mm. I get to pick apart other people's businesses (laughs) and tell them how I would like to like to see it done and, and what I think would work. And that's really, that's a lot of fun for me because you never know everything, right? We, we talked about never never being the smartest person in the room. Yeah. And even from some of the companies starting out where I'm, I'm looking at their their websites, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. That's, that's smart. And I feel like entrepreneurs and millennials now are so far advanced when they're starting out that it's almost as if they had been around forever. No. And there's just yeah. there's so much educa- uh, so much knowledge available to us that people really have a great head start because so many people have paved the way before us. So I guess what's next for me in the future is just staying busy and and sharing my experiences. And oh, I'm getting into public speaking now, which is really exciting for me. So maybe one day some of the listeners might uh, listen to me in person and sharing my experiences, and I'll be just as awkward on stage as I am on the phone. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm sure you're probably going to land a TEDx talk very soon, so if you haven't already. So that's, I'm sure that that's in the works for you. But I want to pick your brain here. We're getting ready to wrap up soon. But um, you're starting to get into consultant. I'm in consultant. You're starting to get into, into speaking. So I'm going to take on this persona of a 
21-year-old millennial who's grown a following on Instagram. I have 20, 25,000 followers. I'm basically an Instagram model, as they say. And um, hashtag, I woke up like this. I'm trying to leverage this into success. What, what can I focus on? <laughs> <laughs> I think that what a lot of, let's say, Instagram models do wrong is that they don't learn to monetize their, their following. So hmm. you see it a lot. So when, when there's this, this millennial on social media and they're getting a lot of interaction because they are the product. They are the sole product. And every single one of their followers is obsessed with them, with what they're wearing, what they're eating, what they're doing, what workout clothes they're, they're liking at the moment. Do they squat? Do they do lunges? You know, like they're very focused on this one product that is the influencer. And I think that a lot of those, those people aren't learning to monetize that properly. You know, they're so caught up in and asking for free products that they're not figuring out how to how to actually turn a profit from their following. So I would like to see more of them signing up for affiliate programs. You know, so many girls reach out to us every single day and they say, oh, my gosh, I really want some free swimsuits. And I say, well, that's great. But what are you going to do for me? And they're like, I'm going to give you one Instagram post for six hundred dollars. I was like, OK, cool. So. Sign up for my affiliate program. You can earn a 15% commission on all of your sales, and you can post as much as you want. And the more work you do, the more money you make. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm not really interested in that. And when I see that, I think that's because you know that your followers aren't fashion-minded, and they don't care what you're wearing, and they're not going to actually buy. So you're not really beneficial to me. Hmm. And, I mean, it's not always the case. There are some really massive influencers who who know their worth and they they charge a flat rate but i think that i think that a lot of the people who end up getting a following they just don't know anything about business so they don't know what to do with it when it happens but i would say learn how to monetize your following and and how to become valuable to businesses versus just being a pretty face Absolutely. I think I think to add to what you said, I think a lot of people don't know what their followers want from them or why their followers follow them. And if it's mm-hmm. if it's just because they like the way you look, that becomes harder to monetize because they just, you know, they're just liking because they like the pictures. But if you can, you know, like Michelle Fawn, for example, um, mm-hmm. you know, someone who's been able to leverage the, her makeup videos into a whole multi-global brand. Um, was able to leverage that into products and and you know engage our audience enough to say what do you want what do you want and then turn around and create those solutions for that so it'd be interesting yes. but as as we wrap up I want to, I don't know if you haven't done this already you should start working on candacegalic.com and you should write these weekly blogs um, <laughs> I'm serious this is I think there's a personal brand and I think you know like a platform for you has been what you've done with your your swimwear but then as you start to get into more thought leadership, I think there's massive opportunity for um, many, uh, many other Gen Y and Gen Zers who are coming up and looking for ways to, to leverage digitalization of the world into a meaningful brand. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and my website is almost complete. I've just been putting the final touches on it. Oh. So you will be seeing a newsletter and some really exciting video posts and all that stuff um, coming up very soon. So you're wise beyond your years. 
<laughs> I didn't even know it was coming out. Okay, so there you go. Well, the, the last question I usually ask my, my uh, guests is this. Um, you know, the mission statement of what I do is use your difference to make a difference, right? That's, that's the, the basis of the whole thing that I'm trying to do. So how do you, Candice, use your difference to make a difference? I use my difference to make a difference in that I am very open and honest about the trial and error process of running a business and starting it from ground up and bootstrapping it. And And I really like to include my followers on that mission and on that journey because they're so much a part of it. And if I can share my knowledge and help someone else to grow quickly and and be educated on their decision to do something, then that's all that I can ask for. And if I can also, while doing that, help out a few um, organizations along the way, then I'm all for it. Well, there you go. Candace Gallic using her difference to make a difference by giving you the raw, honest, and unfiltered truth. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Candace. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. Ah, the pleasure is mine. Ladies and gentlemen, till next week, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.